Deborah Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat, and thank you for joining me and my uh, Stand Out and Grow podcasts. And today I have a truly special guest on Uh and in, in, um, this person ha- is doing a lot of incredible things with our youth. Um, so I can't wait for him to share his story. Uh, he's got a lot of things going on and primarily going to be in the Midwest. So he's going to tell you all about it. Uh, Sean Lanier, I don't want to butcher his name, <laughs> uh, ex-military av- aviator and founder of Resolve Solution, Inc. Um, and so let's bring him on so you can learn his mission and what he is all about. Hey, Sean. Hey, Ronnie How are you doing today? Outstanding. We've come a long way since uh, the Military Influencers Conference back in DC. I was going to mention that. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, we, that's where we met a lot. That was what, three years, four years ago? I don't know. It's like Thanos with the snap. He just reappeared. <laughs> <laughs> now, where are you coming from today? I'm, I'm here back home and still in the D.C. area. I'm here in Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. Awesome. 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 Okay. So for anybody that is tuning in, uh, give, give you know, the audience and anybody is tuning in a little information about your background and um, your organization. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, bottom line, uh, I'm the founder and executive director for Resolve Solutions Incorporated. And you got to go back a little bit. If you can imagine when they used to have all those air shows, uh, they had imagine like a little boy that's like two years old and they'll stand the aircraft fingers clutching the fence and the mom's tugging at him. Hey, let's go get better seats. And he's still there. I was that kid. So I was very fortunate to find out what I wanted to do very early on, and that was to become an aviator. And I was able to do that, um, went to um, Virginia Military Institute, went to flight school, the Army uh, let me fly Blackhawk helicopters. And they said, you know, I was, you know, went to the whole 35 countries, six deployments and, you know, around the world and did that. And I realized that my childhood dream was to become a pilot. But I, my passion was to help kids, and I knew I had to retire. And it just it was a seamless transition where I found it resolved where we help kids who want to go into military and also um, civilian service careers. So essentially, I've become somewhat of a dream maker in helping kids. <laughs> and you know what? I love the thing I love about your story and the background is this is really something of your own personal passion right this was yours at the beginning of your life that you are now putting into uh your program right your program Mm -hmm. of what you're very passionate about and i love that as you as a child you dreamed about you know becoming an aviator and you made it happen right Uh, you made it happen 
I was very fortunate. I had some great um, support system network with my family that uh, there was never a question or doubt about being an aviator. Of course, my father, most people don't know this. My father was a Vietnam a medevac pilot. So he flew uh, Huey helicopters. So I had the tradition of um, growing up and thinking I wanted to be like the Cobra just behind a flying support and that type of stuff. So I was in the first time he took me up flying was in Tennessee in one of those old MASH helicopters. And I was hooked then. I think I was about five years old. And I still remember that to this day that that thrill of aviation so i get the same thrill right now when a kid gets a scholarship goes to college pins those bars on and seeing their parents especially if the, if the parents if it's a continued family legacy where the father the mother's in uniform and they're giving the kid the first salute and doing yeah. that you know there's something that you can't put a price to that you know no, Absolutely. And you know what? I have to share my personal story in with the military because I'm a veteran as well. Yeah. Um, it, my personal story was when I was growing up as a little girl, like I always saw myself going into the military, always, always, always. Um, it was a natural thing. And I think a lot of it was media because I, you know, aim high, <laughs> uh, be all you can be. And I was really sold on that, right? On aim high, be all you can be. And it was a dream of mine to go into the military. And um, when I, you know, as I envisioned it and what I had in my vision was I was going to be in it for life. But I, it didn't end up that way, which is okay. It's mm -hmm. okay. Um, I still got, you know, the fulfillment out of it because I got my education. And I, mm -hmm. You know, so many things, so many people that I was connected to. It's like a family. It's like a second family, right? See, you're a perfect example of what we when we talk to kids because we try to tell kids and their parents, um, particularly that are concerned, obviously for their um, for their loved ones, is that hey, there's a range. You know, you have to think of DOD or the military as like a Fortune 500 companies. Everyone is not going to be jumping out of the planes at ODAR 30, kicking in doors, you know, that type of stuff, or blowing, flying around, blowing stuff up. It's not going to have that. You're going to have your doctors, your accountants, your lawyers, your finance people, your public affairs people, the videographers. I mean, you have a range of the, those skill sets that you have there. But the big takeaway for what we do is giving the kids the opportunity to understand that someone has to be in charge. Someone has to be a leader, right? That's your skill set. That's what we want you to do. So don't look at the military as a, um, you know, like, hey, I'm going to go to war. Look at it as like, how's it, how am I going to lead people? How am I going to make other people better? And the military is the best place to do that because you get those responsibilities and that training. And particularly in ROTC, is you know, ROTC is not going a bunch of the field exercise. It's 80% of it is about leadership. And if it's a great way to pay off your, uh, you know, pay off part of your degree, come out of, uh, out of college, with minimal debt, yep, little to no debt, which means you have higher disposable income, which means you can invest in yourself. And then, you know, you, the other benefits, you know, you're using your GI Bill to pay for your advanced degree. So if you're um, a doctor and going to medical profession, think about, you know, going through seven, eight years of training with no, uh, no debt or going to right. law school with no, um, no debt coming out, which you could be using that money that you spend on those loans repaying or being able to purchase a home with no money down. You know, that's, I mean, that's huge. I live in Northern Virginia, you know, I mean, you know, home with no money down up here, you know, that's like, it's almost like a no brainer, but a lot of just families don't know. And historically, a lot of families don't know that, particularly for a lot of um, minorities, that was a, a, in a lot of rural community folks, that was a huge way to get into the middle class. And that model hasn't changed. It's those things are out there for your benefit for a reason. And uh, fortunately, we've had about 550 kids 
from 23 states to earn about $51 million in offers to the schools of their choices that have figured it out, you know, and then, you know, so, yep. Yep. so there's more in DOD spends about $750 million and that's three quarters of a billion dollars with a billion with a B annually on these, and this money out here. So take advantage of it, you know? Right. Right. Okay. So let's take a step back. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Resolve Solutions. Mm-hmm. What is Resolve Solutions? Resolve is a very, as uh, is a is an airplane being built in flight. Okay. <laughs> we did that. We start off as a volunteer alumni uh, association. I mean, a volunteer, excuse me, volunteer um, alumni. Um, that if I figured out, it was a much larger mission behind that. Um, I couldn't just go out into one high school looking for my my alma mater when there's larger DOD needs. So we expanded from there where we're now, we're a team of four volunteers, hopefully in 2022 through some, you know, donations and some grants that we'll be able to expand our staff. We would like to get four full-time folks and seven part-time. And those are the grant grant writers to, you know, um, yep. fundraisers and support staff, the videographers to tell these kids stories because we want to scale up to about 500 kids per year. Uh, that's about um, about $40 million worth of scholarships. But the, the key to all this is that we have to have a high retention rate um, and graduation rate. And to do that, we also try to provide funding for kids to go to summer school before the start of their freshman year. And okay. then after their freshman year, because we know there's about an 82% retention rate when kids go to summer school because they get acclimated build a support network, you know, with the faculty, some other alumni. And then we encourage kids to go to uh, language immersion opportunities um, after their freshman year, because essentially, you know, at their freshman year, it's, it's kind of like a dead summer. But, you know, you can't get an internship because you haven't gotten into your major. So go overseas, get some experience. So then we can try to help you get an internship and uh, after your sophomore and junior year. Now, you do have a military um, commitment. Sometimes, you know, you got to go to some type of field training, uh, two to four weeks. But you have 13 weeks off in the summer. But at the end of, end of the day, by the time you get ready to become an officer, you know, you have to be a well-rounded person, having that uh, civil military experience. So you mentioned it earlier, the Air Force, they got these great commercials. So a kid says, hey, I want to be, I saw a great commercial, you know, that I want to be a, a cyber officer for the Air Force. Well, it helps if you say, well, Why? If your resume shows that you're a computer science major that, you know, went to China after your freshman year, after your sophomore year, you went to China working, I don't know, Hilton Worldwide doing cybersecurity ops, you know, in China. And then you came back after your junior year, you went to a Fortune 500 company or one of the letter agencies here, got an internship, and then you put your application in, you're a much more well-rounded candidate. Um, that's coming out of you have much more skill sets, not just for your military career, but also you get exposure for things that you want to do in case you say, hey, the military is not for you. And that's what we're really just trying to do, create a more uh, holistic product on the back end and produce. Okay, so what I'm understanding is you're actually helping kids think about their future at an earlier age. Yes. Than what, you know, parents are grooming, you know, their kids for, right? Yes, you're, you're planning way ahead. Yes, but uh, well, sometimes it's in, in a kid. You have to have two to three adults in a kid's life, and sometimes, quite frankly, the the, the the adult may not be the parent. Not because they can't be. Sometimes it's me that have that experience. Yep. So we just want to take and give them some ideas that are proven. That hey, this is the pathway for success. Whether you choose to do it or not, that's really up to you. We just want to make sure that you're aware, so you can't come back and say, "Well, no one told me." <laughs> right. Exactly. And so. Let's talk about some success stories. Do you are there any success stories you want to share with us? 
Yeah, I had a young, one young man, uh, Leandra Jefferson, um, went to an event, uh, West Point Leeds Leadership and Ethics and Diversity in STEM event in Detroit and talked to his, met his JRTC instructor, said, hey, I have a kid for you, not quite West Point, you know, talking, maybe interested in the VMI because he wants to go to Marine Corps. Um, flew the kid down, we uh, flew him down to VMI, did the tour, he fell in love with the place. He got accepted for a four-year Navy RTC scholarship with Marine Corps option. Graduated from the bottom line is they graduated from BMI this past summer, uh, finishes um, the basic course school this past March, got married, has a kid on the way, and is a Marine Corps lieutenant. That is um, awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So uh, so he's in this great example. We also have Bethany White, who will graduate from um, dental school, mm -hmm. uh, president of her class at West Virginia University and then direct commission in the Army. Mm -hmm. uh, from, um, from there. So we have uh, a number of success stories last year. We had 38 uh, student scholars that graduated and commissioned uh, representing all five branches of service. That was the first year we had all five branches of service in one year. Wow. Um, so um, at one time, so we have kids that are going to uh, Guam, um, that are in Washington State, Washington, some kids that are preparing to deploy now. And mm -hmm. the, the pipeline continues. And we have X amount of kids. I mean, we have about uh, another 40 kids this year that, uh, that's on track to graduate and commission. But at the same time, on the front end of that pipeline, uh, we have about 119 kids that we're waiting to get feedback on. We have 36 kids who've gotten ROTC scholarships and or, and or service academy appointments uh, um, already. We'll know in the next week how many total that we have, but we'll, we potentially have over 120 kids coming into as freshmen this year, starting that process all over again. Yep. And yep. that's the great part about this is that the, the kids don't stop. This is going to, this goes on every year. Um, so that's the part that gets me excited. You start over with a new batch and, you know, and you show them examples of the pat. Now you can show them the, not the old gray hair guys like myself. You have, you have the examples of, Hey, a little bit younger, closer in the age now that went through this path and that journey that they can kind of look and come up with their own idea and their own vision of how they want to craft for themselves. Right. And so how does a student get involved? How does how does one get introduced to the program? How how does they how does this work to walk well, me through the process? Well, we historically we find our kids through um, our team of volunteers. Uh, we have our volunteer employees, but we have what I call local champions uh, network of um, veterans like yourself, uh, alumni, um, coaches that we talk to, uh, you know, um, counselors. Those are what I call local champions. Uh, that they identify kids for us from there. Um, then also, you know, kids can look at our Instagram page and what we're really hoping that the kids that are success stories that we tell their stories on our Instagram and in Twitter feed, that they'll yeah. see that and they'll reach out to our website, which is uh, resolvesolutions.org or find us on Instagram and DM us there um, and reach out to us directly. And then, uh, and kind of kick it, kick it. It's, it's a very informal process. You said something critical very early. There are so many different pathways of how people come into the military. The military doesn't care how you get there, as long as you show up, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, they are, they are true believers that 90% of life is showing up. So, and that's the great, I think that people don't really realize that people come into the military in a variety of different ways. Uh, I showed up at the recruiter because I had some troubles academically and I went to recruiter and, and went in and was going to enlist and, that got twisted, diverted back, you know, but 
it's, it's just a variety of different ways. And we just want to help you. This is a defined way to kind of get there. Right, right. And you are creating some structure. You're also creating um, some kind, some processes in place. Um, but it, I think the, the more important thing is really educating the students about the opportunities, right? The opportunities mm-hmm. that are available to them, um, whereas they may not have known otherwise right without the exposure to this yeah i mean exactly another example we have a young lady julianne cherry that's in her completing her freshman year at temple university out of washington dc i met her at a track meet and her mother uh, in washington uh outside the washington dc area um now you know she's got a a four on four ride with refund check in temple at 3.9 gpa wow there and this summer she's going to um, she's going to France for language immersion, and uh, we're trying to figure out a way to shoot her shoehorn her into a letter agency so she can work with some professionals to understand about health policy to determine if that's what she wants to do. They could potentially shape her decision if she want to go to law school or not. Right. So so again, there's a different pathways that, that we want to get there, and one of the reasons I'm excited to be part of your program because we're really looking as we kind of scale up to that 500 uh, kids per year. We're looking at uh, other areas to get kids from. We're looking definitely at the Midwest, you know, folks out there in Milwaukee, kids in Chicago, Detroit. You know, I will be in the Midwest this summer as part of a master's program in Notre Dame uh, that'll take me 14 months to complete. But I'll be out there this summer and late summer. But hopefully in between, I'll be able to have a recruiting strategy in place where we can come out and, and get more kids in the Midwest because we're also working on academic partnerships with about 25 schools, half mm-hmm. of which, over half of which are HBCUs. I think um, actually more like 18 are HBCUs and then with a couple of senior military colleges. But ideally we would like to get these kids to come in and be exposed to some of these um, um, commissioning sources, particularly HBCUs or HSI, Hispanic uh, Serving Institutions, uh, have them come out, for example, from the Midwest, be aware of these, because a lot of these kids are not aware that they they're very competitive for institutional scholarships, presidential scholarships. So, right. hey, come out, come out from there. Go to this great commissioning support um, source, which has a, a great support network around you, and then go off in life and do your thing. If you want to go back home, use your GI Bill to, to get your master's and go back back home and start your career from there. So, we just want to uh, continue to expand and grow and get more kids opportunities. Yeah. And so um, in regards to your program and what you're doing, I'm, I kind of get a sense that you're really trying to help with the di- diversifying, right? With more minorities, more females, more, you know. The goal I- is to have more women and more minorities because that's what the DOD is seeking. That's, okay. I mean, you know, we're following the lead of the DOD. There, there's a need. We just want to be one of the uh, the gaps to help. I mean, the, the plus to help fill those gaps. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. And I think that's awesome, you know, because again, you know, women going into the military, you know, people think that that has happened for a long, long time. It hasn't been emerging, you know, like I remember when I went in, the female to male ratio was just crazy, you know, because there was, of course, more males than females. But now as we diversify and we, you know, it's become more of a, a, I want to say a natural thing, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting more and more females that um, 
choose this as an option. No, we're not we're not just getting more more females. We're getting more a lot more badass females, right? I'll use Captain uh, Nina Sarankas, for example. Uh, graduated from VMI, um, wanted to go to medical school, um, went into the Army because uh, just wanted to try that out first. Ended up being the first woman from VMI and the ninth woman overall to graduate from the U.S. Army Ranger School. Nice. Uh, ended up going back to the 82nd and serving in an uh, infantry company. And now she's uh, out of the Army and going to medical school. Yep. So it's not, so I, we've seen this trend for a while, a uh, long time coming. And I used to share with some alumni and some other leaders, senior leaders in the army. I say, hey, man, I, I don't know, man, they're they're coming. I mean, right. you, you just you may not be around for it, but they're coming up. And I think uh, one or two months ago, the army just went over its first, uh, the 100th woman graduated from U.S. Army Ranger School. So. Nice. I'm looking forward to that because now we have those examples of ladies of, hey, what can be done um, in these institutions and reset it. And what the, the great thing about it, the nutrition is improved, the level of fitness is improved overall yep. in society. So you have more people that, and you just have kids now that don't look at uh, what they can't do. I mean, I graduated, you know, we were just happy to graduate, graduate, Lordy have mercy. Now have kids, <laughs> now I got kids that electrical engineers that want to study Arabic. So, you know, so right. who am I to deny? You know, my job is just to support and just, hey, man, go on out there with your bad self and do your thing. Yeah, exactly. Now, so I'm going to ask you this question because I know you, you speak to a lot of these students that are out there. Mm -hmm. And I get a sense from the generation x and y that they want a sense of purpose right they want mm -hmm. to have a social purpose yeah. how does that tie in do, do you hear that do you see that you know how does that tie in with the military how do you how do you see that you know come together i think that i think the thing with kids now is the same as it's always been you have to listen more than you talk right it's you know a lot of veterans are very proud of their service and sometimes they get caught up in about their experience and what was exciting for them first you have to listen to the kid and figure out what their goals are there's thousands of careers that you can have in the military so it's no point in me talking about them if that's not what the kid is interested in so right. once we figure that out you, then you define how the military can help them achieve their goal and what their level of scope of responsibility can be. I think that most kids, and I'll use an example, a lot of kids that want to major in kinesiology or they want to go into physical therapy. Well, my question is like, well, do you want to be the ones that's doing the hands-on stretching people out? Or do you want to have, uh, have the, and be an entrepreneur and have a business where you have four or five locations with 14 to 15 people per on site? Yeah. And they look at you like, yeah, that's what I want. Well, okay then. So being a, a veteran, a minority veteran entrepreneur, hey, there's a path that you can do this one. And these are all these benefits that you get to do there. So I think once you do that, there's much more buy-in. And I think that for me, I don't, the advantage is I don't come in with an agenda. I'm not looking for quotas, right? I'm not yep. a recruiter where I have to hit a goal. So I'm just doing this. And so the, our conversations are much more straightforward. Like, hey, how can I help you achieve your goal? And, you know, here's a pathway you have. Ultimately, you have to do it. I can't sign you up. <laughs> so right, I'm right. just laying out the path. So but you're you're so you're spot on. And I think that kids now have a higher sense of purpose than I've ever seen before. They're definitely a lot more visionary. So you have to kind of um, be respectful of that. But at right. the same time, show them that there's a journey to it, because sometimes there's an eagerness to want to be able to contribute right away. And what you know, but. Honestly, that's a good thing to have, being able to have a kid that you have to 
pull the reins in on the poor bat as opposed to having to kick him in the arms. You know, th th that's a good problem to have. Right, right. And then I'm again, I'm going to reference my personal life because I really do have a lot of respect for what you're doing. Um, you know, one of the reasons I joined the military, not only was it like my dream and whatever, was, you know, I didn't come from a traditional sense where my parents said, hey, you know, graduate high school, go to college. No, 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 no. You know, my parents were like, hey, you graduate high school, you get married, get the hell out of the house. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so to me, the military was an option to get an education. Right. Yeah. To get an education that I didn't have to worry about or stress over. And, you know, and what did that mean? Did that mean me sacrificing uh, or giving, you know, four years? or you know six years of my life um, mm -hmm. to get that in exchange to me it was like a no-brainer like sure you know because I'm gonna learn some really good right good uh, skill sets that really are I tell people all the time like everything I learned in the military groomed me to be an entrepreneur it groomed yeah. me right like i it was twofold for me so i was going to get an education i'm being groomed to be a leader i think you hit you hit on something that that that's kind of i think the one thing that has changed now there's a lot more family involvement there's a, a tightness especially with kids and parents where uh, parents want to be part of the process and want to be there and a lot of times want to hold them near and dear uh, from there and you kind of have to kind of flip it a little bit and you know because it's going to still always come down to a family decision, but show them how this going to enhance the family. You know, when you have a family like, okay, you're going to have this one. You can actually use your, uh, your VA certificate to purchase a home and, you know, not just purchase a home. Now you can purchase a rental property. Right. You know, now you can get the family involved. Who's going to be the accountant. Who's going to manage the property while you're serving and doing it. I think when you start looking at ways of how to be more inclusive of everyone in their in their circle, there's a greater degree of trust. And the military has always done that with you know, people over time. I think we just kind of lose sight of it. We got to highlight those examples and show and show them, and so they can make ownership, make the decision, and say, "Hey, look, this is how this is going to enhance all of you and, and those in your in your family, your circle, and get back to that growing that generational wealth um, conversation." Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, that's a that's a great way to wrap all of that together. So uh, as a business owner, as a corporate leader out in the community who may be watching, how, do, how does someone get involved to help with your mission? Definitely um, look at our um, look at our website uh, and give us uh, give us a contact uh, email addresses on there for info or email me directly uh, at uh, Eshawn Lanier at ResolveSolutions.org. Um, definitely, there's a variety of ways. One of the things, being military and not understanding nonprofit space, is it takes a team effort. You have to have corporate sponsors. You have to have small uh, small donors. You have to have your local community doing those um, those things. You got to have the, the contacts with DOD, the military uh, presence. So it's really been a lot more challenging. I've used you know, all the skill sets in the military, and I'm still learning, which is why I'm going back to Notre Dame to okay. go to school because there's more ruts that I got to put in my ruts at. But for the corporate sponsors out there, you know, I think the, you know, uh, the challenge that I have for them is don't get caught up with a shiny whistle, you know, shiny object and do the photo op. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, be part of the, com uh, be part of the community, you know, and see the process because I, I hear these CEOs say we don't have mm -hmm. it, um, have a talent. Well, okay, we can help out with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Not, 
only 30, I mean, 30 to 40% of our kids are not going to go out to do they can go into the Garner Reserve. So they may be working for you, you know, so give, give us, uh, give us a call. So for those, um, the small family foundations out there, we have kids in your community that you can have a direct impact that you can see their growth and maturation over three to four years. We have two kids that's going to uh, language immersion this summer, one to Ghana, one to France. So if you want to watch your journey, sign, sign up. If you want to sponsor, you know, another kid from a summer. So there's a variety of different ways to get involved. Just reach out and tell us what you can do. And we work from the coalition and the willing. Yeah. And I always tell people that if they don't understand, um, somebody who is veteran trained, you know, military trained, like those are the best employees because they're so disciplined. They're absolutely disciplined and they're loyal. And so companies need to understand that, that if you're looking at, you know, prospects, you know, I personally, you know, have a higher regard for someone who has some kind of military background or training because of the discipline, you know. Discipline and you got to understand that Folks in the military are typically problem solvers. They're going to figure it out. <laughs> you know, like even if you give them a puzzle and there's several pieces missing, you, you can pretty much guarantee with someone in the military, they're going to figure out how to find a replacement part, right? To fix it yep, <laughs> and exactly. get going. And that's the, they, that's the intangible that people really underestimate when you bring someone into that in the folding organization. You're going to have someone that's going to find, hey, what can we can do, not what we can't do. Right. I love that. That's awesome. Um, so you before this show, you were telling me that you're going to be traveling a little bit. Do you want to share events that you have coming up or, or things that, you know, you're going to be doing? Um, upcoming, like I said, I'll be in um, I'll be in South Bend this summer, uh, June, uh, June and July. Uh, we're fo- focused on our t- travel itinerary. Most of our events right now are still going to be virtual. We'll have some Munch and Learn events that we'll probably have in um, mid-June. Um, and then more catered in the fall. We'll probably have three to four events in the fall and then uh, in the spring and build upon that. They'll be uh, branch related, you know, focus on Army one week, you know, one time and then Air Force and branch service. So follow on our website on our events page. That'll be tagged in from there. And then we'll also have some um, uh, kids probably go to the Women of Color and um, and uh, Women of Color and STEM conference, the walk, um, nice. which is in Detroit um, this uh, this fall. So just follow the events from there. We're going to be we're, it's going to be flexible uh, as we continue to be health conscious with the COVID and the resurgence yeah. of it. So, um, but we're we're very adaptable to have hybrid events and, and piggyback off off other events. That's fantastic. And then um, as we wrap this up, uh, any closing, anything that you want to share? with anybody that we haven't covered? No, again, uh, you know, you know, we've, we're proven success case, you know, so 550 kids, 23 states, $51 million in offers. I mean, we probably have another hundred kids, maybe 11 million this year. So, you know, the challenge that, you know, don't look at us and say, well, hey, well, you've had success and you, you've had to figure it out. No, we still need your support. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I'm not, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I'm starting to understand the song, not ain't too proud to beg. That's starting to come back up. But yeah. um, but don't look at us and just look at, oh, wow, that's great, infatuated. There's still a greater need in order to support, uh, support more because uh, we do want to uh, scale up and we're probably going to impact someone in your area. Um, you just don't know it. Yeah. So speaking of scaling up, what's your, what's your what do you see five years? What do you see long run? I think for us, the goal is to get up to about 500 kids per year. 
Um, that's about $40 million in offers with about half going to uh, HBCUs. Uh, we want to definitely focus on uh, HSI community. For example, Virginia Union is applying for HSI status. So being able to grow a population there and develop a relationship with the school is something we're pretty excited about and to continue working on those academic agreements. So uh, if we have five, um, 500 kids per year on a glide path there, that five-year cohort, what that looks at, that means about uh, about 2,100 kids total with a 70% wow. success rate, which is the DOD average is 52%. Um, that's about $735 million to $1 billion in total lifetime earning income. Wow, that's awesome. If, we, if they use the VA certificates correctly, that's about $2 trillion worth of generational wealth creation. Wow, that's awesome. Home ownership. And then there's another $160 million for scholarships for advanced degrees, uh, which they can utilize it. Um, get their advanced degree or pass along to their spouse or to their kid, which raises the lifetime or income for a family. So for us, it's really about generational wealth creation and then putting uh, citizen soldiers that are back in, uh, back into our society that are contributors. Nice. Nice. And Sean, remind everybody again, how to get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you. Again, check our website at uh, resolvesolutions.org or you can email me directly at e Sean Lanier at resolvesolutions.org and uh, I'm, you know, I'll stand by. <laughs> yeah. And you're also on LinkedIn and oh, yes, we're on, on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, definitely on my personal page on LinkedIn. You can go back and look at our posts and see some of the success stories from there over, over time and then continue to follow us on, um, you know, again, on Facebook uh, as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on my show. I appreciate it. And thanks for sharing your story. No, thank you for having me. And again, I still look back fondly at meeting you at the Military Influencers Conference in D.C. And I say, man, Kat's going to she's going to do something pretty special. And then I, as I see you and watch you now, I'm still amazed at your progression. And, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to have you a part of it as well. Um, and thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kat. OK, bye. Uh, thank you for joining me today and tune in uh, to the next episode of Stand Out and Grow. I've changed my days and times now, so I have moved them from Friday to Monday. So hopefully we'll get more people involved and uh, tuning in. And of course, drop your comments because I do respond to them and I love to know what your thoughts are on my guests. And if you have somebody that you have in mind that you think I should bring on the Stand Out and Grow podcast, please send me a message. I'm always happy to receive them. So until next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. 
We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.